good it is to be back at Abundant Life Family Church and to be with folks of like precious faith. I go to some churches and I feel like a piano at a Church of Christ convention. <laughs> but what a praise team. Give them another hand. Sister Leona, God bless you. All them musicians. Now that's what I call church. That's enough to make a Presbyterian shout, a Nazarene talk in tongues, and some of you holy rollers pay up on your back ties. Hallelujah. If you didn't feel that, you don't even need to be in church today. You need formaldehyde. Somebody shout. Oh, glory to God. Well, somebody came to me earlier in the service before it began and introduced themselves to me and said that, uh, the pastor has really built you up. Now, I didn't know anything about that. But, but anyway, uh, after she told me that, I kind of was wondering. I think I'm kind of wondering, what am I going to say now? <laughs> I can't hardly wait to hear what I'm going to say. <laughs> Amen. Somebody came to me one time and said, Brother Bryant, you know, you are a warm-hearted preacher. And I thought, well, that really sounded good. And so I went home and I looked up the, warm in, or the word warm in the dictionary. And it said, not so hot. <laughs> and then somebody said to me one time, said, oh, Brother Bobby, you are a model of a preacher. And I thought, well, that sounded pretty good. So I went home, looked up the word model in the dictionary, and it said a small likeness of the real thing. <laughs> and then somebody said to me one time, said, oh, Brother Bobby, uh, you are a good preacher. And, uh, and you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. How many believes we're the light of the world and the salt of the earth? A city that's set on a hill that cannot be hid. And so I went home and I looked up the word salt in the dictionary and it said the power to excite. <laughs> How many is wanting to get excited? We got something to be excited about. We got something to praise God about. Somebody say amen. Now, they got to singing that song a while ago, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. And Moses said, Lord, who shall I say sent me? He said, you tell them the great I am has sent you. How many believes the great I am is here today? Somebody give the great I am a good hand. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I am what the great I am says that I am. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody look up at your neighbor and say, I'm not sick. I'm well. I'm not poor. I'm rich. I'm not bound. I'm free. I'm not alone. I got somebody with me. I can make it and I can take it. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap and praise him today. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. I can't hardly wait to see what God's going to do in this service today, but I know God's going to do something. Everybody stand your feet, turn around, and shake hands with somebody and say, I promise never to talk about you again. Now, don't lie about it because God knows if you're telling the truth or not. <laughs> How many knows we'll be a whole lot better off if we quit talking about one another and we start talking about Jesus? Amen. When you're talking about Jesus and I know who you're talking about, somebody say, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, Jesus is here. Anything could happen. God's got a miracle with somebody's name on it today, and somebody's going to leave here healed by the power of God. Somebody's going to leave here with a new and a fresh anointing upon your life. Somebody's going to leave here feeling like a giant. Somebody shout amen. Oh, glory to God. Did you bring your Bibles with you today? All right, turn with me to the book of Isaiah, the 7th chapter, and the 14th verse. Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. Hallelujah. The Bible said, Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap for the reading of his word today. Now in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6, the Bible said, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Woo, I don't know what that does for you, but that sends them little doodads up and down my spine just to hear those words that he's wonderful, he's counselor, he's mighty God, he's the everlasting father, and he's the prince of peace, and he's going to bring some peace into somebody's situation today. Hallelujah. Now turn with me to the book of Malachi, chapter 3 and verse 1. Malachi 3 and verse 1 in the Bible said, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. And in verse 2 in the Bible said, But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like refiner's fire, and like fuller's soap. Somebody give the Lord another good hand clap today. Hallelujah. I often wondered why did the Son of God have to leave heaven and come down to this sin-sick world? And uh, why did the precious Son of God have to leave a place where he was adored and where he was worshipped and come down to this sin-sick world? Amen. And I got to looking and I got to thinking, well, why couldn't I have somebody else come? Why did Jesus have to come to this sin-sick world? Amen. Why couldn't have one of the prophets come? Or why couldn't have some of the great men of old, amen, come down to this earth? But you know what I did? I began to go throughout the entire word of God and I begin to read about the lives of some of you, those that possibly could have come and the first person that I looked at was Noah and I thought well now Noah he was a pretty good fella and he obeyed the voice of the Lord and God told him to build the ark and he built the ark but the Bible said after the floods came and after the ark was built he drank to the wine he drank his way his salvation he drank away his dignity 
opportunity. He drank away his pride. And I thought, well, now he could not have brought salvation to the world. Amen. Because he was not perfect. Somebody say he was not perfect. And then I got to thinking about Abraham and what a great man that Abraham was. Amen. But he lied and said that his wife was his sister. And so he wasn't perfect. And so he couldn't have brought salvation to the world. Amen. And then I got to thinking about Moses and what a great man that Moses was. But he had the blood of that Egyptian shoulder on his hands and he could not have brought salvation to the world. And then I thought about Samson. Oh, what a great man Samson was. Amen. But he got to messing around with Delilah and he couldn't have brought salvation to the world. And then I got to thinking about King Saul and he was eat up with jealousy and envy of David. Amen. So he could not have brought salvation to the world. And then I got to thinking about David. What a great man that he was. That he got to messing around with Bathsheba and he could not have brought salvation to the world. And Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel and Daniel and Hosea, they could not have brought salvation to the world. None of them could have brought salvation to the world. It took the son of the living God, the lamb of God, to bring salvation to the world. Somebody shout amen. I believe that after they looked all over heaven to try to find somebody to come down to bring salvation to the world, I can almost hear my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as he says to the Father, he said, I'll go. He said, I'll go down and redeem men from their fallen estate. He said, I'll go down and set the captives free. He said, I'll go down and bring salvation to the world. He said, I'll go down and heal their broken bodies. I'll go down. I said, now Jesus was adored in heaven and worshiped by the angelic choir. And in my own mind, I could imagine as the news began to spread throughout heaven, that the Son of God was about to leave to come down to this sin-sick world. I could imagine in my own mind that the angelic choir took the robes off and said, we don't have the Son of God to sing to anymore. Amen. But watch Jesus as he makes a nonstop flight from heaven all the way down to earth. Amen. And he steps over Mercury and Venus and Mars and Jupiter and Pluto and Saturn and Uranus. Amen. He waves at the sun. He waves at the moon. He steps on the stars and he comes all the way down to this sin-sick world and he wraps himself up in the womb of a young lady by the name of Mary. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then all of a sudden, before Joseph and Mary had come together, that she was with child. And when Joseph found out that she was bearing a child, the Bible said the angel of the Lord appeared unto Joseph in a dream and said, Joseph, fear not and take thee, Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Somebody clap your hands and shout hallelujah. And he shall, and she shall bring forth a son and his name shall or he shall save the people from their sins. Somebody shout hallelujah. 
I can almost imagine that the news got back to heaven. Amen. That a child was born. And I can almost imagine that angelic choir. As they reach in, they get their robes and they put them back on and said, we've got someone to sing to again. And the Bible said they begin to sing peace on earth and goodwill toward men. And their voices begin to echo throughout Palestine. Oh, yes, they did. Peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody look over to your neighbor and say, peace on earth and goodwill toward men. He came to bring peace. Aren't you glad he's the prince of peace this morning? Somebody shout hallelujah. And then the Bible said that he was born and uh, there was wise men in the land. And these wise men followed a star to where Jesus was. Now, I don't know very many seminaries or very many colleges that would award anybody anything for following a star. But the Bible said they followed the star and they came to where Jesus was and the Bible said that they presented gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Gold was something that was used by kings. Hello? And frankincense was something that the priests used. And myrrh was something that they used in burial or in a sacrifice. Now, I don't know if these wise men exactly knew what they were coming and what they were really expecting to find. But in my own mind, I feel like the one that come bringing the gold come looking for a king. And he found the king of kings. <laughs> and the one that come bringing the frankincense come looking for a priest. And he found the great high priest. <laughs> <laughs> and the one that come bringing the myrrh come looking for a sacrifice and he found the Lamb of God. Woo, somebody shout hallelujah. Woo, that don't melt your butter, nothing will. Somebody clap your hands and shout praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And then... You don't see Jesus no more until 12 years later when he made an appearance and he came into the synagogue. And there in the synagogue was doctors and lawyers and theologians. And Jesus began to speak. And they were amazed at the wisdom of this young child. And I could imagine that one of them doctors or one of them lawyers looked over at Jesus and said, little boy, how old are you? And I can almost hear Jesus say, well, on my mother's side, I'm 12 years old. But on my father's side, I am the Alpha 
and the omega and the beginning and the end. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. On my mother's side, I'm 12 years old. But on my father's side, before Abraham was, before Isaac was, and before Jacob was, he said, I was. On my mother's side, I'm 12 years old. But on my father's side, I am the good shepherd. On my mother's side, I'm 12 years old. But on my father's side, I am the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. On my mother's side, I'm 12 years old. But on my father's side, I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. On my mother's side, I'm 12 years old. But on my father's side, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father except by me. On my mother's side, I'm 12 years old. But on my father's side, I am the light of the world. And he that walketh and believeth in me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life on my mother's side I'm 12 years old but on my father's side I am the king of kings and the lord of lords on my mother's side I'm 12 years old but on my father's side I am the lord thy god that healeth thee on my mother's side, I'm 12 years old. But on my father's side, I am he who sets the captive free. On my mother's side, I'm 12 years old. But on my father's side, I am the water of life. On my mother's side, I'm 12 years old. And I get a little hungry at times. But on my father's side, I am the bread of life. On my mother's side, I'm 12 years old. But on my father's side, I say, come unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I shall give you rest. Hey! Hallelujah! Somebody give him a praise. Hallelujah! Preach with me, honey. I love it. Somebody shout hallelujah. Woo. And then you don't see him no more until 18 years later. And he's invited to a wedding in Canaan. And they ran out of wine. And Jesus turned the water into wine and they gave some of it to the governor and when the governor got some of the wine that Jesus made he said this is better than the first stuff was he said usually you put out the good stuff first 
And then when men is well drunk, you give that which is inferior. But he said, thou hast saved the best for last. Hallelujah. Woo. You ask me why I'm happy, why I sing and shout, why I'm glad I'm alive today, because this could very well be the rapture generation when Jesus comes back and gets us out of here. Hallelujah. Somebody said, I wish I'd go back in the days of Moses and see all the great miracles that Moses performed. I said, not me. I'm glad I'm alive where I am right now. Hallelujah. And thou has saved the best for last. And the glory of the latter house shall be greater than that of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place, somebody say, in this place, in this place, this place, he said, I'll give peace. Somebody give the Prince of Peace a good hand clap. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And after he performed his first miracle and turned the water into wine, he performed a second miracle and he healed the nobleman's son. And then he performed a third miracle, and he gave Peter more fish than his boat would hold. And then he performed a fourth miracle, and he cast the devil out of a man. And then he performed a fifth miracle, and he healed Peter's mother-in-law. Uh, perhaps a request he didn't even ask for, I don't know. <laughs> and then he performed a, 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 a sixth miracle, and he healed a leper. And then he performed a seventh miracle, and he healed a man of the and we could go right on down the list of the miracles that Jesus performed. And he opened up the eyes of the blind. And he unstopped the ears of the deaf. And he caused the lame to leap for joy. And he walked among them for three and a half years. Somebody shout hallelujah. Then after three and a half years of ministry, he's betrayed in the garden. He's taken captive. They capture him. And they bring him before Pontius Pilate. And Pontius Pilate speaks to Jesus, and after the conversation, he said, I don't find no fault in him. As far as I can tell, he's a just man. But the people say, give us Barabbas. This man must die. And Pontius Pilate washed his hands, said, I will not allow his blood to be on my hands. And the people cried out and said, let his blood be on our hands and upon our children. Amen. And say, said, give us Barabbas. This man must die. And they crucified my Lord. I can see him now as they lead him up Galgotha's hill. And they bend him over. And that taskmaster reaches for a brand new whip. And he commits to whip the back of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I can almost see him now as they rip the clothes off of his back, off of the back of the man that healed the sick and cleansed the lepers and raised the dead. And they begin to hit him, and they hit him, and they hit him. But what they did not know the whole time that they were hitting him, the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, and with his stripes, and with his stripes, we are healed. Hallelujah. <laughs> Somebody look over at your neighbor and say, with his stripes, I'm healed. Before he ever died to save you, the Bible said, with his stripes, we're healed. Somebody shout hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I could imagine now the devil would have thought this thing through. He'd have said, Oh, no, 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 don't hit him no more. He said, because every time you hit him, somebody's being healed of a cancer. <laughs> 
Every time you hit them, somebody's blood pressure is coming back where it belongs. Every time you hit them, somebody's sugar is being regulated. Oh, my God, don't hit them no more. He said, because every time you hit them, a blind eye is coming open. A deaf ear is coming unstopped. Don't hit them no more. Hallelujah. Hmm. But they kept on. 39 times. Then they nailed him to the cross. They drove the nails in his hands. He gave his life's blood on Calvary. We're here today because of Calvary and because of that blood. And as his life's blood began to drain from his body, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And then the last words was, it is finished. It is finished. It is finished. The price has been paid now. He's been born. He came to earth. He shed his blood on Calvary. The lost is saved. I think if the devil would have had it to done over again, he'd have said, no, no, don't kill him. Don't kill him. My God, if you kill him, folks going to come out of my kingdom and go into his. <laughs> don't kill him. But he didn't have enough sense to know that. And so they took his lifeless body down, and they put it in a new hewned-out tomb. And they rolled a stone up in front of the door. It was over, or so they thought. I can imagine that Peter went down, got his fishing nets out of some mothballs. <laughs> and Matthew went back down to the IRS and got his old job back. <laughs> Hallelujah. They watched helplessly as they drove the nails in his hands. It was over, or so they thought. Amen. But I want to tell you something this morning. The Bible says in John 2 and 19, and Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Somebody shout hallelujah. <laughs> Hell's having a party. They're celebrating their nemesis, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He's dead. His blood is still wet upon the cross. They've taken his body down, and they put it in a new hewn-out tomb, and they rolled up a stone up over the door, and they're celebrating. But the Bible said as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Amen. And while everybody thought he was dead and it was over, the Bible said he went and he preached to the spirits that was in prison. Somebody shout hallelujah. I can almost see Jesus now as he walks up and he knocks on the door of hell and the devil opens up the door and there's Jesus, the son of God. And I can imagine the devil says, you got a lot of nerve to come down here into my domain to where I have all power while I'll whip you right now. And I can almost see Jesus said oh no devil he said I did not come down here for you to conquer me he said I come down here to conquer you and besides that you got something I want 
the keys to the kingdom to death and hell. And I believe I can almost see him now as he snatches the keys away from Slewfoot. Said you can just sit right here and roast in your own stew. He said because one of these days my father is going to send an angel back down here and he's going to have the keys in his hand and he's going to lay hold of that old serpent, that dragon which is the devil himself and bind him a thousand years. Somebody shout hallelujah. 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 I can almost see Jesus now as he leaves hell and he's walking down this path and he hears some hymns being sung. (laughs) And he looks over on the other side and there's a place over there that's called paradise. And the Bible said in Luke 16 that the rich man lifted up his eyes in hell and seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he says to Father Abraham, he said, send Lazarus that he might dip his finger in water and put it on the tip of my tongue for I'm tormented in these flames. And Abraham said, that's not possible. He can't do that because between us there is a great gulf that no one can go hither and no one can come thither. Somebody shout amen. And then the rich man said, we'll send Lazarus back and warn my brothers. He said, I got some brothers and I want them to know there really is a place called hell. There really is a place where the smoke of their torment ascends up forever. There really is a place where the worm died not and the fire's not quenched. There really is a place where there is gnashing of teeth. Go warn them. And he said, though one rose from the dead they wouldn't believe it and so until Jesus had come down from earth from heaven to earth and cut a hole in the sin that was hovering over this old earth those that died before Jesus came to earth was taken to this place called paradise for they could not ascend yet up into heaven because Jesus had not yet descended from heaven. Somebody shout hallelujah. And so I can see Jesus now as he goes over to the door of paradise and he knocks on the door. And Abraham opens up the door. And he said, Sarah, Sarah, we got company. And Sarah comes, and she looks over Abraham's shoulder, and she says, oh, my God. She said, that's him. That's the man that I met under the oak tree. That's the man that I baked the cakes for. That's the man that told me that in my old age I was going to bear a son. My God, honey. She said, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. Somebody shout hallelujah. And then about that time, the prophet Daniel walks up and he looks over Abraham's shoulder and he said, oh my God, that's the stone that I saw hewn out of the mountain that would destroy the kingdoms of this world. (laughs) 
And then about that time, somebody else walks up, and it's the prophet Ezekiel, and he takes one look. He said, oh, my God, that's the wheel that I saw in the middle of the wheel. <laughs> and then about that time, somebody else walks up, and somebody else walks up, and somebody else walks up, and it's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they take one look, and they said, oh, my God, that's the man. That's the man that came down in the midst of the fiery furnace. My God, that's Jesus. Hey. Somebody say, that's Jesus. That's Jesus. If you see a man wearing sandals, send him down my way. Because that's a man that I'm looking for. Mm. Hallelujah. That's Jesus. And then all of a sudden, I can almost in my own mind's eye imagine the Lord says to Abraham, said, Abraham, you know that city that you went all over looking for and you never found it? He said, how'd you like to go see it today? <laughs> he said, tell everybody we're going to vacate this place. We're going to leave this place. Tell everybody to get ready. We're leaving. And by this time, it was the third day. Somebody shout hallelujah. Mm. And on that third day morning, he arose. Somebody say he arose. Christ arose on that third day morning. Now, a lot of people talk about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and how that he arose, but they don't mention the fact that the Bible said that there were some saints that rose with him. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap and praise him. Hallelujah. And the Bible said in Matthew 27, 52 and 53, and the graves were open, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Somebody clap your hands and shout praise the Lord. And then another thing a lot of preachers preach about the resurrection of Jesus and that he rose on that third day morning and he was caught up into heaven. No, the Bible said in Acts chapter 1 and verse 3, to whom he showed himself alive, being seen of them 40 days. After he rose from the dead, he stuck around for 40 days. <laughs> Just to show himself to the people and to tell them things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. And the Bible said in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 6, and after that he was seen above 500 brethren at one time. Hey, glory to God. Hallelujah. And then he ascended upon high. And he gave gifts unto men, some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. And as he ascended up into the heavens, two men came and stood in white apparel and said, Why stand ye here gazing up in the heavens? He said, Know ye not that he shall return in like manner? How many believes he's coming back? I said, He's coming back. I said, He's coming back. And you and I, we're the reason that he's coming back. Only this time... They're not going to spit upon him. This time, they're not going to put a crown of thorns on his head. This time, they're not going to run 
a Roman spear into his side. This time, they're not going to crucify my Lord. This time, he's not going to ride into the city of Jerusalem on the back of a little donkey. But this time, brother, he's going to come in the clouds of glory on the back of a white horse as king of kings and lord of lords. And the Bible said in Revelation 19 and verse 11, and I saw heaven open and behold a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he did judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood and his name is called the word of God and the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen white and clean and out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations and he should rule them with a rod of iron and he treadeth the right the the, mm, the wine press under his feet somebody shout hallelujah how many believe it shout amen Woo, glory to God. He's coming back. Only this time he's coming back as king of kings and lord of lords. Somebody shout hallelujah. But before he comes back, he was ascended up into heaven and caught up into the heavens. And I can see him now with this mighty host as they walk up to the gates of the city. And all of a sudden they said, open up ye everlasting gates to the king of glory. Hallelujah. And heaven screamed back and said, Who is the king of glory? And they said, The Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts, who's mighty in battle. He never about lost a battle. Hallelujah. And the gates swung open wide. And Jesus led the procession with the Old Testament saints. And they walked into that new city. Somebody clap your hands and shout, Praise the Lord. Victorious in the realm with angels. And with God the Father, I can see Jesus now as he kneels down before the Father. And he says, Father, I've done that that you've commended me to do. I went to earth. I shed my life's blood. I gave my life on Calvary. And he proceeded to tell the things that the Father sent him to do. And when he got done, the Father says, climb up on up here, son, and set thou on my right hand while I make thine enemies thy footstool. I can see Jesus now as he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And you can find it in the book of the Revelation many times until all of a sudden one day something got the attention of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And as Stephen was being stoned, he looked and said, Behold, I see Jesus. I see Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody lift up your hands and give God a praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I almost can visualize in my own mind. That Jesus says to the father, said, look what they're doing to one of our little ones down there. He said, I think I'm going to go welcome them in myself. <laughs> 
And I can almost see Jesus as he swings the gates open wide and say, come on in, Brother Stephen. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou in to the joys of the Lord. Honey, that's what I'm looking to hear one day. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou in to the joys of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. He's here. The healer's here. He paid for your salvation. He paid for your healing. And it's not God's will that you be lost. It's not God's will that you be sick. He said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Somebody clap your hands and shout praise the Lord. Everybody stand to your feet with me this morning. In the name that's above every name, we come before you today, Heavenly Father, and we ask you to touch the lives of those that have come to the house of the Lord this morning. God, that you're going to heal somebody, that you're going to deliver somebody and set somebody free in Jesus' name. I want every person here that needs a touch from the Lord, and I know there's plenty of you. There's many of you that need a touch from the Lord, and I want you to come down to the front this morning. We may not take the time to pray individually over every one of you, but I believe we can pray a mass prayer, and God will hear our prayer, and God will heal you today. Here's one. There's others. Come on down. The water